Welcome to the Open Adoption Project. This is episode 83. We're the Nelsons and I'm Lynette. And I'm Sean. In today's episode, we have an interview with Robert Reese. Robert is an adoptee who was born in South Korea and was adopted and grew up in the United States. He was adopted when I think he was four months old. Yeah. And so he spent the majority of his childhood here in the United States. And he shares some of the ups and downs of that and what searching for his biological family has looked like. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it's really just so emotional for me every time I hear these adoptees, especially international adoptees, talk about the emotions of finding their biological family. It's so beautiful and touching and yeah, it was wonderful to hear from him. So we'll jump to our conversation with Robert Reese. Okay, well, we are now on the podcast with Rob Reese. Rob, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. We're, we're really glad that you're here with us. Um, go ahead and take a moment and introduce yourself so our listeners get to know you a little bit. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm Rob. I grew up in Denver, Colorado. I was not born here. I was, I was born in South Korea and... I was adopted by a family here in Denver when I was four months old. Um, and uh, yeah, I um, lived just outside of Denver working in, 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 in management. And uh, um, yeah, just just finished up um, getting my BA in, in business and management and uh, um, starting my next chapter in life. So um, that's what I'm doing. Awesome. Just as a side note for our listeners, uh, Rob and I grew up not too far apart from one another, so it's kind of fun to have some of those connections. Well, Rob, um, take some time and help us understand your experience as an adoptee. Help share share your story, whatever you'd like. Yeah, so like I said, I was born in South Korea. I was adopted by a family here in Denver when I was four months old. Um, my, my birth parents, they were very young. They, they were pretty young and they were not married and, um, they decided to go with adoption. My, my birth mom decided to go the adoption route and, um, you know, insult, you know, she had to deal with, social norms, you know, in South Korea, if you're a, a single parent, you know, if you're a single mom, it's not socially acceptable. And, you know, on top of being a single parent, you know, that's, that's nowhere near easy to say the least. So she had to deal with that as well. Um, so she felt like adoption would have been the best route for me. And, um, so I spent the first few months of my life in foster care. Um, I was, I was in a, um, in the foster system and my parents, my parents here, um, they, um, couldn't have their own biological kids. So they decided to adopt and they, um, were matched with me and they were very, very, very excited to to finally be parents. Um, 
and yeah it's been it's been good to kind of find my own birth family you know i um i started my journey officially when i was about 16 and um i didn't find my birth mom until i was 17 and that's when her and i started um all those conversations and um yeah it's it's interesting to get to know her um you know it turns out she is married to another gentleman not my birth father um but they have two sons um so i have two younger brothers that i had no idea were around until a few years ago um yeah they they seem so nice and they seem so eager and willing to get to know me as much as I have wanted to get to know them. And, um, you know, my parents and I were, were going next summer, um, summer of 2024 to, to South Korea to, to not only tour the country, but to also meet, um, my birth family for the first time and uh um we're we're so excited for that you know we we are so excited to to meet them and and get so many of those questions answered and and to see how they live life and and for them to kind of see how i've lived life and um yeah it's it's been a great journey it's been an emotional journey but uh, it's it's definitely you know a journey that i am glad that i started later in life because i can now better enjoy and understand it so um yeah so that's how i came to be well i have a couple follow-up questions about your story before we jump into lots of other questions but um so you said you started searching when you were 16 years old. Um, what did that process look like? And then how did you actually connect? How did, how do you actually meet one another or get re reunited? Yeah. So I had to, so I was adopted through an agency and I um, had to submit um, this application saying um, that I was interested in finding my birth family and it, um, that I wanted to know where they were and, and I was interested and, you know, I had to give, you know, like my case number, you know, me expressing um, that I was interested. And because I was under the age of 18, I had to have my parents yeah. um, show their support um, that that they're okay with me finding my family, which, which they have always been. They, my, my parents, um, one of the many things I love about them is that they were always so supportive. If I wanted to find them, um, if I didn't want to find them, they were supportive of that as well. They, um, they were supportive of any decision in, in, in my adoption. So they had to, um, show their support. 
Um, and so I sent that application to my agency and then my agency um, found my case number and, and, and all the documents that they had on, on file. And um, they gave me all that information and they um, were then in contact with the South Korean government um, to find, you know, contact information with my biological mom and to find out, you know, where she is, what she's doing, how she's doing, um, all of that. And um, it turns out a few years before I submitted my application, um, she had gone to the South Korean government to try and find me. Mm. And that made it more satisfying knowing that she also wanted to find me as much as I wanted to find her. Yeah. Um, you know, she, um, she always wanted to know where I was and how I was doing. So it was, you know, her now knowing that she went to the South Korean government years before I started my journey to see where I was, that made it, not easier, but more comforting in, in yeah. a way, you know? So um, I'm, I'm glad I worked out that way. And so did you get her contact information or did she get yours? Was there a phone call? Like, how did that, I'm just yeah. trying to imagine what that yeah. connection looked like. Yeah. So at first, our first contacts were through letters. Okay. And um, so she she would send letters to the government, South Korean government, and then the South Korean government would then like translate it. Cause it was all in Korean. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I am not fluent in Korean. So, and she's not totally fluent in English. So, um, so the government had to translate the letters and then send the letters to the, my adoption agency to then send it to me. Wow. And that was kind of the, our way of communicating uh, for the first few years. Um, we also had email addresses, you know, we, we had our email addresses on file and, and so we would send emails to each other um, every few weeks and we would get those emails translated and um you know, that, that was definitely a, a quicker way of communication. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that was our form of communication for the first few years. And then I would say I was around 20, 21. I decided that I wanted to have complete, direct, full uh, communication with, with her and, and, um, you know, and she was on board with that as well. And uh, um, ever since then, we've been communicating through social media and and we've been communicating through, you know, through Zoom and doing calls and, um, you know, as, as often as we can. And cool. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how far we both have come, you know, from letters every few months to 
you know, every other day of, of through social media. That's really cool. And I, um, I only imagine that you're maybe learning some Korean and that she speaks some English or that yeah. that's kind of starting to come together a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, uh, we have both been teaching each other the languages, you know, she's been helping me with, with Korean and I've been helping her with, with English. Um, so it, it's been good to, you know, be each other's, you know, language teachers, you know, we, you know, and we, we've truly bonded over that. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a work in progress, but you know, I, it's been amazing. It's been so good. Yeah. I, I love how you were both searching that probably a lot of things, miracles fell into place so that you connected and now that you now you're developing this really great relationship i'm also really excited that you're going there next summer um we're connected on social media now so i'm expecting to see some pictures in a, in a year but um wonderful well we i mean we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast from all over the adoption constellation right other adoptees we have um biological parents, adoptive parents, and then just friends and family of people that are in that world. And so we have a lot of questions that we'd love to ask you that will potentially help this community understand a little bit more. Um, is it all right with you if we just jump into some of those? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm an open book. So okay. whatever you want to know. Okay. So, I mean, you, you shared part of this in your story, but how would you feel like how do you feel like your adoption experience has shaped your life and who you are today? You know, it's being an adoptee is something that I've always known, you know, like I have no idea what it's like to not be adopted. Um, that, that, that is such a foreign thing for me. And um, so I've, I've always, you know, had an interest in adoption. I've always have seen the world as being this big thing to see, you know, and, and to see as much of it as possible. Um, you know, I, I, you know, want to get more rooted in my culture. Um, and the thing about being adopted is, is that, you know, I can say that I have two families, you know, I have the biological family who, where my birth mom, you know, gave birth to me and, and brought me into the world. And, and, um, I have my adopted family who, who raised me and cared for me and, and loved me just as much. And, uh, um, so I've always, you know, viewed, you know, my family as, as being two families. And, um, you know, for me, I've always enjoyed hearing other adopt adoption stories and knowing that I'm a part of that as well. And I have my own story and, and, you know, my two families are unique in their own way. And, you know, that's something that I have always felt in my, in my life. And it'll probably be something that I will always feel in my yeah. life, you know? So, 
Yeah. So you said something really interesting in the beginning of that answer that, you know, being an, or being an adopt, adoptee is all that you know, right? And you have no idea what it's like to be a biological child of your parents, right? But I mean, now that you're connected to your birth family, maybe that is starting to feel a little bit different. But um, thinking about just your experience as an adoptee, if you are trying to help somebody outside of the adoption community or somebody who just didn't know, um, you know, what what would you want them to know or understand about the adoptee experience? That there is so much beauty in adoption. There's, there's so much good in it. Um, you know, adoption is such a beautiful thing, but there's also, you know, hardship. There's also um, some low moments, you know, and um there's is not always rainbows and 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 good you know i i know i've struggled with you know you know with my own identity at times and um you know i you know would want someone who is not in the adoption community to know that yeah adoption is of course a very amazing thing it's very beautiful but it's also it can also be hard at times it's not always easy um you know for from the adopt adoptees perspective and maybe for the the parents perspective as well you know i'm sure that's not there's of course amazing highs and some lows i'm sure you know so um so you know that's something i would always mention to someone who might not be in the adoption community is that you know there's highs and there's there's lows what do you wish you your adoptive parents um, and or the adoption community had known in retrospect you know i definitely wish my at least my my adoptive parents you know you know they've been so supportive in every aspect you know, of my, of my life and my adoption, but, you know, I wish that they knew that, you know, wanted to go at my own pace. You know, there was times before I officially, you know, started my journey where I decided not to do it. You know, I, um, you know, I would, I would be interested in finding my birth family. And then a little while later, I would, you know, change my mind and say, you know, I don't think I'm ready yet. But yeah, I, I definitely wish that it was more at my own pace early on. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't think they meant it in, in any bad way at all. So yeah, I I uh, I feel like we've heard similar things from other adoptees that we've talked to, but the the emotions around adoptions kind of ebb and flow, they change and it's fluctuating over time. And what you feel good about in one moment may change a few minutes later. And so as the adoptive parent or other supportive people in the adoptive community, we need to be more understanding and flexible as well, because it's not, uh, it's not maybe as black and white as those of us who are not adoptees may imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So another question we like to ask adoptees because you've lived the experience um, and I love the kind of different variety of answers we get though is around adoption education. Um, and maybe again, toward those who are considering adoption or who are, you know, jumping into this right now, um, what do you wish adoption education looked like or that those, those individuals would learn as, as part of that process? Yeah, yeah, I, I know what helped me out was every summer my parents would take me to a, a camp called Korean Heritage Camp. And cool. I was up in Granby and uh, at the YMCA ranch up in, in, in Granby. And, uh, um, you know, I went there for 12 years growing up and uh, um, it was a big, big part of my life. And, um, um, you know, the last year I was, I was there from 2005 through 2016. And um, I actually went back you know, back this, this summer to be a counselor there to, to help give back. And, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I've always loved growing up, um, especially in, in terms of education and learning. Um, you know, I think it's so important for the adoptees to remember and learn where they're from and to know that it's okay to, you know, be interested in where you're from, you know, culturally, you know, your own families, you know, like it's okay to, if you're interested in, in finding and learning about your culture, like that's, that's an amazing thing. And you're allowed to be curious and interested. So, awesome. you know, I always, yeah. Yeah. And I, so yeah, I always encourage going to like those kinds of camps and, um, or going to like conferences and learning about, you know, what it's like to be, you know, adopted, you know, from anywhere in the world and, and adoption in general. And, um, so yeah, I always encourage that, you know, for, for new parents, for new adoptees that, you know, if you're interested in finding out where you're from culturally, you know, that there's, there are resources out there that will really help because, you know, there, there, that camp for me was a big resource for me growing up. Yeah. And yeah, it really helped me out. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we have a family cabin not far away from there and I never would have imagined that that would be a place where that's happening. Um, beautiful location and really cool that you were involved in, in that for so many years and that you've now gone back to, like you said, kind of give back. Um, I imagine that, you know, you're, you're now reconnected with your biological family and I imagine all of that experience has prepared you to understand more about how to better connect and understand the culture a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, now knowing that I am in communication with someone where I'm from, it makes it a lot easier and it makes it more interesting now knowing um, that I'm, not just from South Korea, but I have family and 
am and in contact with them you know it's now i have an extra piece of motivation to to get to know where i'm from and and learning yeah. you know the the history of south korea the rich history of how that country came to be and and um you know the daily life of of those who live there and you know it's, it's and all the food and and all and the learning and learning the language you know it's such an interesting thing you know and you know i've i i definitely now that i'm older you know i i am definitely more interested in it um yeah. you know when i was a when i was a kid i was like yeah i'm i'm from south korea but you know I definitely did not, I was not as interested in getting to know the, the culture. Um, I was just living life as a kid, but now that I'm older, you know, I'm like, you know, it's, I should definitely find out more where I'm from. Cool. Yeah. Well, you told us a little bit about your reunification story, how that all happened, um, which was really awesome. And um, I'm curious you also mentioned a little while ago that you felt like sometimes you struggled with your identity. Um, how do you feel like maybe that reunification has helped some of those struggles? Yeah. You know, it, I, it, it's definitely helped so much, you know, I, um, you know, I struggled with my own identity and my background. I, I struggled with grief and, and anger and, you know, I was angry at the world for being adopted. And, uh, um, you know, I was definitely not a good headspace because I was adopted for a, a, a period of time. But now that, you know, I am, you know, in contact with my birth mom, and now knowing the reason why she put me up for adoption, you know, I can now better understand why she did. Um, and, you know, she had mentioned that she never stopped loving me and she never, um, you know, not a day went by where she didn't think about me and was wondering how I was doing and knowing that she never stopped loving me and and always wanted to know that I was doing well like that really put a lot of that tension at ease um you know for a long time in my life I thought that you know it was the exact opposite why she put me up for adoption that she didn't you know, that, that love wasn't there, you know? So that was my mindset for a long time. And uh, now knowing that she has always had this love um, and that she put me up for adoption with only the best intentions, um, that definitely, um, you know, I definitely put a lot of that anger behind me and, and now I um, want to get to know her a lot more and, and uh, 
yeah, you know, yeah. I, um, I'm not as, I'm not angry at the world. I'm not angry at her. I'm, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm not a parent, so I cannot imagine, you know, the struggle of that decision. But, you know, now knowing that she did it all, she made that decision, you know, out of love, um, it really helps. It, it definitely helps my identity and knowing that that's what she wanted because yeah. it was best, you know? Yeah. 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 Some, I don't know why this kind of analogy is coming to my mind, but, um, I mean, if you ever, if you've ever put together a puzzle without looking at the picture, um, and especially if it's a very large puzzle, uh, it can be really frustrating not knowing what the, the greater picture looks like even what small aspects of the, of the picture might be. Um, but when those puzzle pieces come together and it starts to form a little bit more clarity, um, you get a bigger understanding of the whole picture. Um, and that's kind of the mentality or the, the imagery that was coming to my mind as you shared that, like little pieces of your story come together. Um, you, you thought that it was one thing, but now it looks differently. Um, and the bigger picture is starting to be more whole. Not that it's a beautiful picture, right? But it's more whole and more, more easy to digest and understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, as for a long time, you know, I was looking at each individual piece, you know, for a mm -hmm. long time in my life. And, um, and now being, being older, now being an adult, um, I have learned to take a few steps back and look at that picture, that puzzle as a whole. And now I can appreciate that, that view, you know, I, I can now, you know, see it better and understand it better. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's when you're, at least for me, you know, I, I can't say for anybody else, but for, yeah. at least, at least for me, you know, I, it was so hard for me to, to look at the whole picture growing up. You know, it was, you know, it was so easy for me to look at each individual thing and each individual aspect and question that specific aspect so much in, instead of looking at the whole grand scheme of things, you know, it was so, you know, I was so, it was so easy for me to just look at each individual narrative if you will yeah. and um i think that's you know. that's human nature <laughs> yeah yeah uh, as we mature as we get a little bit older we're i think we have a little bit more ability to do that yeah uh, so yeah don't uh, don't be hard on yourself about that because i think yeah. that's a, an every person thing right yeah. Um, oh, yeah what would you say are some of the unique challenges or even opportunities that you've faced uh because you're an adoptee you know, I, I know one of the challenges that I did face was, you know, in school when they had those pre those projects of where you had to do like your, your ancestry yeah. and like your family tree. Um, everyone in my class like knew their, where they were from and their ancestors and, you know, their family tree. I did not have that. And you know, I could have done, you know, my adopted parents and like their, like my grandparents and aunts and uncles and all that. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, I was like, yes, they are my family, um, but they're not my biological uh, blood family. And um, so that was one of the challenges I remember facing. Um, uh, another challenge that I have faced was uh, uh, was with language. You know, a lot of I've been asked many times if I'm fluent in, in, in Korean, and I'm not. And you know, of course, you know, I always wish that I that I was fluent in Korean, but uh, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not fluent. I know very, very little Korean. And uh, um, you know, I always kind of joke that I that there's times where I can barely speak English. None, <laughs> nonetheless, you know, learning and speaking, you know, a second language. Um, so that was one, you know, struggle that I remember having to explain, you know, a few times in my life. Um, I, yeah, you know, um, yeah. those were really the main, you know, physical struggles, I would say, that I, that I had um, in, in life. Um, you know, I, other than that, you know, I, I, was you know you know a normal kid regular kid and uh you know i you know i was definitely fortunate enough to have family and friends who didn't see me any different because yeah. i was adopted um they you know they all knew that i was adopted um but they but all my friends growing up they they never saw me any different they never you know, yeah, they, they, they never, you know, really asked about it. You know, they, they knew about it, but they never, you know, were like, Hey, are you okay being adopted? And you know, like, you know, they never, they, because they, they didn't want to like get pushy or anything, you know? So, um, you know, so I was definitely fortunate enough to have friends and family who were like, yeah, we know you're adopted, but yeah, yeah it's okay. You know, are, are both of your parents Caucasian? Yes. Yes, okay. they are. Yeah. So transracial adoptee, right? So it's apparent when you're with your family that you were adopted. Did that ever, was that ever negative or did that ever bug you? You know, I, not really, you know, I, I, have, I knew, you know, that I was not, you know, biologically related to them. I, I knew that I, you know, look different. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and my parents were so supportive and like, you know, Hey, like, yeah, you're, you're definitely, um, South Korean. And, uh, um, and, and I knew I, you know, my whole life, as far back as I can remember, I, I knew I was, you know, I looked very different, but, um, and not just with my parents, but with extended family. Yeah. Um, um, there is one family member that I have who is Korean. Um, one of my aunts on my mom's side of the family. Um, she is from South Korea and, and grew up in South Korea. And um, that's oh. actually the main reason why they adopted from South Korea was to say that, you know, 
when I got older and I looked around my family, I can say that I have someone in my family who, who looks like me and, and, you know, I, um, is from the same country of origin and, and, uh, yeah. That's cool that your parents thought of that. Yeah. Uh, that you'd have some type of racial or cultural mirror, um, uh, available to you and your family. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it from, from them. I always have. That's awesome. Um, are there any like special resources or networks or communities that have been helpful for you as an adoptee? Yeah. You know, the, the big one was that camp, you know, that, that one, and I, and I know there's, you know, so many all over there, all over the country. And, um, you know, and that camp was my main slash go-to resource for me growing mm-hmm. up um you know the the people that i've met there um over you know the 12 years that i was a camper there you know i still talk to so many of them um and they're all you know adopted as well and um you know they you know i still consider them you know friends and family of my own and and um you know those 12 years there i really you know enjoyed you know connecting with people and learning about you know the korean culture and you know knowing that there's you know other people out there who are in my same scenario and um even though we all have different stories we all know what it feels like to be adopted and and um so that was that was my main and go-to um resource and and connection was that camp every year and um yeah um just out of curiosity how like was it like a week-long camp or was it more than that it was um, a weekend. Um, okay. So they, um, it was always, for me, it was always the weekend of Father's Day weekend. Okay. Um, this weekend, this camp does other um, cultures. Like they did, like they did, uh, they have a camp for like Chinese adoptees. Um, they had a camp, for, I think, for like domestic adoptees. Okay. Um, I know for like a long time they had a camp for like, if you were from Cambodia, um, but um, but all of these camps are like a weekend, um, a okay. Thursday through Sunday. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that. And over time, I mean, I imagine you made connections there, but then were you connected to some of those people outside, like emailing or social media type of things with, with those people that were now part of your circle? Yeah. Yeah. I, the the you know the guys that i was with you know in my group um during those 12 years you know those guys and i really had a good connection over those years and we we really became really good friends and you know i still talk to them you know through social media and um you know i've i've been planning to go see one of them you know sometime soon 
Cool. And um, yeah, so we, we keep in contact through social media and, and uh, um, yeah, it's good to see that we're still connected after all these years, you know, cause you know, life gets busy, you know, they, they're all busy, you know, I've been busy. So it's been, it's been good to see, you know, that even through all of life that we still want to keep connected and, and to see how we're all doing in life and, and seeing each other's successes and, and accomplishments, you know, we still want to be there to support each other, even though we haven't seen each other in a while, you know? Um, I really, I really like that. And I hope that, um, there are resources like that available in lots of places around the country. And it sounds like from your, from your knowledge that there are, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would, I mean, I would echo your encouragement to adoptive parents, especially if they're adopting internationally to make mm-hmm. sure that they provide opportunities or uh, an option like that. That's really, really cool. Um, is there anything else regarding your adoption or your experience as an adoptee that you'd like to share? You know, I would definitely want to have other adoptees know and, and other, you know, adoptive parents know that, you know, yeah, I, I have had a really good upbringing, um, lots of love, lots of laughs. Um, and that, you know, yeah, I, I've struggled with it and with my adoption and, you know, it's okay to, to struggle with it. You know, it's, um, you know, I, you know, would hope I would, or at least if, if there's, you know, an adoptee or adoptive parents out there who are struggling with adoption, you know, you're not alone. And, and, you know, there are resources and people out there who would love to help you out and, and, you know, even, even it was just listening, you know, and, you know, I've, I've kind of been willing to give that, give that offer out, you know, I, if, if, if any adoptee or parent or parents who are thinking of adopting or who are going through the process, I'll always listen. I'll always, you know, offer my point of view and, and answer any question that I can give to help, um, you know, and it's good to have those perspectives, you know? Yeah. So So if someone's listening to this podcast and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, you can find me on social media. Um, you can, um, find me Facebook, um, Instagram, um, my um so robert reese um is is the best way you can find me um you know i'm 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 really active on social media so you can find me at robert reese okay so we'll uh we'll put uh, links to your social media in our show notes for today's episode so that if people want to connect they can yeah Well, Rob, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, I think we've learned a lot from your experience and uh, we're just grateful that you're willing to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I I appreciate you having me here. It's, it's truly an honor and and I'm grateful that you, yeah, you, that, that you've had me on. I'm, I'm truly grateful to be here. Awesome. Thanks so much.
Thank you. Thank you so much to Robert for sharing your experiences and your feelings and story with us. We are so appreciative of you and the wonderful people who share with us here on the podcast. It's such a great way to learn and grow together. Yeah, I thought that there were a couple of great things that stood out to me from our, my conversation with him. One was that his parents did a really good job at trying to immerse him or at least connect him to his culture so that he had so he felt that as part of his identity. Um, and also yeah, the con- camp. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 And sorry. And also on the, the same lines, um, the fact that he has an aunt that is also from South Korea and that his parents thought through that uh, before choosing which country to adopt from um, so that he would have both racial and cultural mirrors in their family. Like, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked before about the importance of having mirrors like that. That was really neat. I also loved how his adoptive parents were so supportive and open to his searching and that he was able to start that search even before he turned 18. Most of the international adoptees we talked to who are about the same age haven't found their biological families yet. And I loved that things worked out for him. It made me so happy for him. And also I loved that he was able to start that early enough that they've met and are going to meet in person soon. I thought that was beautiful. and. It was just tender. His feelings on that were clearly very, very tender and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. The importance of having that connection just really reiterated through his experience for me. Thank you again, Robert. We're so grateful for your willingness to share with us. And thanks to each of you for being a listener to the podcast. (laughs) 